Hello. My voice cracked. I don't know if you can hear it. <laughs> I hope you can hear that cat that's in the background. Uh, my cats are yelling. I don't know why. Not the podcast. I them before we started recording. Not the podcast. My cats. No. Um, I actually just saw him the other day. And then we have... Oh, how's our boy? He's very good. Every single time uh, we see him, he housed himself in the basement. So he Stop. has lots of crevices to just crawl in i love him and every single him. every single time That's we a go very, down the like, stairs cat location is a basement yeah it's perfect um every single time we go like down the stairs to go see him and you come up to him he meows a little bit so Body. it's perfect mm, yes we'll he's so fucking his cute minions love him i will or at and least this minion welcome to the podcast Yes, hello, hello, welcome. Welcome and hello, hello and welcome. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, because maybe you didn't read, maybe this just kind of showed up at random. I don't know how things work. We are crime culture. Um, I'm Caitlin. Mm. That's sad. I had to I'm think Haley. for a minute. <laughs> you had to think of what your name was? <laughs> yeah, I have hay fever, guys. Like, <laughs> It's all right. I've, Make up a name. I've never had it. I've never had it in my entire life, and I moved out to California, and suddenly I have it, and I'll die, but it's fine. It, it'll be fine. I'll be fine. It happens. Death happens, you know? Yeah. At least mine will be more clean cut than what we're going to talk about today, but... Oof. What are we talking about happens. today? So, today we are going to talk about the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard by Gypsy... Well... Mm, it... <laughs> All right, I'm going to start this again. Um, so we're going to talk about... <laughs> Elliot, do with that what you will. Um, we're going to talk about the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. And fuck, I did it again. Um, so we're going to talk about Gypsy Rose and <laughs> Dee Dee Blanchard. A I, mother I and daughter were... pair. Yes, yes. But not a mother-daughter pair of killers or pair of like con women like that one movie with sigourney weaver and jennifer love hewitt whose name escapes me but that was a bop for those who haven't seen it all right this I'm is a little bit different right but, uh... it's completely different <laughs> i mean i guess you not just because there is, the there's fraud there's fraud involved i just need uh, it's called heartbreakers it was in 2001 and i remember watching it a lot as a kid which probably shouldn't have but i did um, but to jump right into it, Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born in Golden Meadow, Louisiana, to her parents, Rod and D.G. Blan... Jesus Christ, her name's not D.G., it's Dee Dee. Um, <laughs> Dee Dee Blanchard, like, what the fuck? Um, Dee Dee Blanchard on July 27th, 1991. Um, I didn't put this in here, but it keeps, like, popping up in my mind, so they didn't name her Gypsy after the musical slash play gypsy um which is like this girl goes uh -huh. into show business and her mom is like a major like stage mom like she puts chris jenner to shame and it's it it's got nothing to do with that but the stories in terms of like a really hardcore crazy mom that's where it kind of lines up so ironic but no mm -hmm. um she was actually named gypsy because her mom loved the name gypsy and her dad loved guns and roses so um Ugh. spoken like a true 90s baby all right then but yeah um 
So Dee Dee met Rod while he was still in high school. He was 17 and she was 24. So gross. And mm. they dated for about four to six months when Dee Dee became pregnant. And at the time, the only logical thing that Rod thought like to do, do was marry her. Yeah, like you do. Um, and quote, I woke up on my birthday, on my yeah. 18th birthday, and realized I wasn't where I was supposed to be, he told BuzzFeed News. This is Rod wow. speaking. Um, quote, I wasn't in love with her, really. I knew I got married for the wrong reasons. End quote. Um, he ultimately, not surprisingly, left Dee Dee. And even though she tried on more than one occasion to get him back, Rod was like, nah. And so a few months after they broke up, Gypsy Rose was born. Okay. Um, so it was all very fast, very whirlwind. Very whirlwind. It's not whirlwind. I don't know why I'm saying this. I've got hay fever, guys. <laughs> um, that's just going to be my excuse for everything. Um, even when it's winter, I've got hay fever, guys. <laughs> um, so then when Gypsy was born, she was a very healthy baby, as far as Rod recalls. Um, but when she was three months old, Dee Dee became concerned that the newborn had sleep apnea. And she began taking her to the hospital and, according to Rod, put Gypsy Rose through three rounds of tests and a sleep monitor. But the doctors didn't find anything wrong with his daughter, their daughter, the daughter. Mm-hmm. And nevertheless, Dee Dee insisted that her daughter actually had a chromosomal defect and was too ill to even hold. So, See, as- I can understand uh, the mother concern for her child aspect. Of, but this takes it to a whole other this level. Does, this does take it, like, crazy, but it's not crazy to be a mother and say, like, there's something wrong with my child, and it needs to be addressed, and you need to... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and a mother trying to do everything That's she can to thing. get the care for her child. But this yeah, is... mother's intuition is one thing. Yeah, this is when it starts to go overboard. Right. Like, for example, my brother, um, before he was diagnosed, my mom started saying around when he was around a year old that there was something off there was something wrong and his doctors just kept saying hey no listen like you're just used to caitlin because caitlin's perfect no um because (laughs) girls develop faster than boys so he's just slower he's a little behind but he's not like completely behind meanwhile my brother was stimming in front of a television so that's like as far behind as it gets Mm -hmm. and he wasn't diagnosed until 18 months and he was diagnosed after my mom saw a second opinion because she did not think that the pediatrician was correct and she took us to the pediatrician after to give her the news in person and all the pediatrician could say was oh shit yeah i mean i can understand the doctor's point of view being like i'm a medical professional like i went to school for this like i dedicated my life to doing this so i know what's best but then there's the mother who's like this is my child i am with this child 24 7 I know, yeah. I know what is a wrong with my child. child. Yes. Yes. But that's if other things don't come at play, which we'll yeah. get into. Um, so as Gypsy grew older, Dee Dee's diagnoses became more and more serious. Um, Rod told 2020, Dee Dee was saying that she was sick, had problems sleeping, epilepsy, and it just progressed from there. Mm-hmm. So Rod and Dee Dee's marriage was short-lived, and after... It was done and over with. Dee Dee became the full-time caregiver of Gypsy. Um, She had once worked as a nurse's aide, and so she had a knack for remembering medical terminology and spitting it back out. And the information overload acted kind of like a wall or a barrier around the mother and the daughter because nobody really knew what the fuck she was talking about, and they just kind of took it at face value. Like, oh, well, she knows these terms, so, like, obviously she knows what she's talking about. 
So um, because of that, it always seemed like Dee Dee had everything under control because she knew everything and she never was like stumped or like had to think about a question. She always knew the answer. Mm. And Rod had pretty sporadic visitation with his daughter um, and Dee Dee never left them alone together. Hmm. Um, he said, quote, all the visits Dee Dee had to be there the whole time. Something never felt right about it. Dee Dee was so controlling. Uh, by the time Gypsy was eight years old, Rod said that Dee Dee told him that Gypsy had, quote, leukemia. She was paralyzed, muscular dystrophy. Gypsy was also using a wheelchair and now had a feeding tube, end quote. See, now so. here's the other thing. What are the odds that she has all of these things? I mean, and that's what a lot of people like. It, it's just a lot of people were like, wow, this is so fucked up and it sucks so much that like, why would it be a lie? Yeah. Why but would some, it's just that like she's when like somebody's adding, life is that bad. She's just adding more and more. She's like, oh, she has sleep, sleep apnea, muscular dystrophy, leukemia. She's paralyzed. She needs a feeding tube. She X, Y, Z. Like the odds yeah. that all of these things could be affecting one child is pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it and nobody, like, we'll get into it, but nobody questioned it. That's nobody, nuts. like, people in real life. Yeah, nobody people, questioned it till like, it's too late. Yeah, um, like it, it. Doctor Phil, I watched like the Doctor Phil special on this, which I'll get into. But like at one point, he said, like, I condemn what you did, but I also condemn all of the people who should have done something. Exactly, and like so many people but we'll like get when you, that. yeah so, when you talk about the amount of doctors that it it took until somebody finally noticed something it's pretty right. crazy right like how we were talking about we were talking about fran drescher and her uterine cancer and it took nine doctors to figure it out yeah um poor poor fran love you fran anybody <laughs> who loves fran donate to cancer schmancer it's her charity and i love her and she's amazing that's an amazing um, charity name and i love it that is that is a 100 percent fran drescher charity name yeah um like couldn't get more nanny if you tried um unless it was like mr sheffield's cancer schmancer foundation but anyway that was a quick aside um so to dive into Dee a little bit Dee's legal name was claudine blanchard her maiden name was petre um not to be confused with the petri dish um claudine's a a a name it's a southern name she was she was born in louisiana like okay. it is a and she was a a true southern woman you know um she was a beauty queen she was in a lot of pageants um but so throughout her life she used various aliases and misspellings of her name over the years oh wow um, which were in part so that she wouldn't get caught so some of these are dd with so she she spells it in when I re, when I reference Dee Dee Blanchard, um, I'm saying D E E space D E E. Yeah. Aliases besides that, and for her legal name Claudine, it was C L A U D D I N E. So she would do things like spell Claudine with one D, or she would spell Dee Dee D E D E with no space between. Or at one point she went by Dino, D-E-N-O, like the fucking dinosaur from Flintstones. Yeah, I could definitely get away with that with my name too, because everyone already spells yeah. my name wrong. Same. 
We we should have been the misspelled podcast, truly. Yes. Um, like our our last name's a little bit too, not too much, but a little bit. Yeah, um, I get my last name too wrong a lot. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, for whatever reason, a lot of people have said to me that they thought I'd be Indian. Like they judged me by my name and thought I'd huh. be like Indian. And I was like, A, why? Why are you judging? B, no. Like for those who haven't seen me, I'm the whitest girl you'll ever see. Like. And my last name is Mahar, like the Cliffs of Mohar, which is in fucking Scotland. So yeah, I got, cliffs, I got a pretty Irish worry. name, so I don't really get true, that. True, you do as well. <laughs> um, but again, so many asides today. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> clean it up. We gotta clean it up. Yeah, we got a lot to so talk about. The, Let's go. Yeah. So by the time Didi reached Missouri, Missouri, um, which is where a large portion of our story takes place, she went by Claudinea. Which is spelled C L A U D D I N N E A, mouthful, and yeah. always added an E to her last name. So she was her full name, quote unquote, legally was Claudinea Blanchard. Yeah. And so in the beginning, when all of this stuff was going down, they were being referred to as Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose Blanchard, but their last name was actually Blanchard. It's just all they added. She added the E and the yeah. changed pronunciation as part of like a, her scheme. Wow. Um, so yeah, so Dee Dee and her many names. She was from La Forge Parish, which is it, I I wrote this because I thought it was really fucking funny because I don't understand it. I've never been to Louisiana, mm-hmm. but it is in the ball of Louisiana's foot. And I was like, I'm keeping this. <laughs> is, is that like if you're referencing Louisiana as like a foot? I, I think so. Like how Italy's like a boot. Yeah. And like you when people say it's in the heel. When people like, in Michigan like point to their hand when they say where they are. I have never seen that. You've never I seen someone like hold up their Michigan. hand like a little mitten? I don't know anybody from Michigan. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That, that's Make actually me friends. Like, that's actually like a pretty good way to reference like where in Louisiana you are because like it, yeah. yeah it does look like a shoe or a foot. And also, lol, it's in the ball. Like hi, yes. I'm twelve. But um, <laughs> so yeah, so she grew up in a town called Golden Meadow, very idyllic, mm. alongside five brothers and sisters, most of whom Oof. are still alive, as far as I can tell. I did some research, but like. Anytime you Google her now, it's just, like, her shit. So you can't really find out if her family is still alive or not. I'm gonna... Yeah. Like, if you know her family, like, don't at me. Like, I tried. I I didn't do, like, as deep a dive, maybe, as I could have. But also, there's a lot to no, unpack they also, here. They also deserve to be left in anonymity given, if yes, they want given to. Yes, given privacy. Given yeah. privacy, yes. Um, so Dee Dee's mom died in 1997, but her father, Claude Petre, is... Uh, he appears to be still alive. Again, couldn't find an obit. Mm-hmm. So... Dee Dee was a large, affable-looking person, which she reinforced by dressing in bright and cheerful colors. She had curly brown hair that she liked to hold back with ribbons. And people who knew her remembered her as being generous with her time and very sweet. And when she could afford to be, she was generous with her money. And she made friends quickly and inspired a lot of people to care about her and almost become devoted to her. Like she had so many fans, not, not like in the traditional sense, but like people who would follow her in Gypsy Rose's story. Um, yeah. And it doesn't sound like from that description, it doesn't sound like the kind of person that would con thousands of people and try to get away with. No, but it does sound, I was thinking about this. It sounds like somebody whose identity is very much enmeshed in that. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so she didn't have a job to continue, sorry. 
Um, but instead of not having, instead of having a job, she was Gypsy's full-time caretaker. Um, so quick bit on Gypsy. Um, Gypsy was a tiny little bit of a thing. She was probably about five feet tall, as far as anybody could guess, because again, she was in a wheelchair and she became confined to this wheelchair and had a feeding tube inserted after being in a motorcycle accident with her grandfather. Put a pin in that. We'll get more on that later. Mm. Um, her round face I don't remember that part of the case. Uh, I didn't either. It was actually, she mentioned it in an interview, like a video interview. Um, her round face was overwhelmed by a large pair of, like, they remind me of Sophia's glasses from Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. Like, she had, like, those. Much older for her age, too. Much older for her age. Like, you see big glasses like that, and immediately you think, oh, their vision sucks. And yeah. it was, like, it was just very much, it was like when your mom dressed you as a kid, like, she had no bodily autonomy. So her mother yeah. made her look as childlike and as, like, I hate to say it, but, like, gross and unfashionable as she could. Um, yeah. So not to say that her mother was any like fashion plate, like by any means, but so yes. So she looked like that and she was really pale and really skinny. Her teeth were constantly like falling out of her mouth in various stages of decay. And it was very painful for her and it looked very painful for her. Um, and sometimes Dee Dee had to drag an oxygen tank around with them. Um, so there was a nasal cannula looped around Gypsy's small ears. And for those who don't know what that is, it's that little strip of like almost like tubing, clear tubing. And it's under like, for those who like love John Green, fucking Hazel Grace had it. Um, so then when she was asked about her daughter's diagnoses, Dee Dee would reel off a list as long as her arm, which included, so you wanted to know how much worse it got. Yeah, right. Chromosomal defects, muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, severe asthma, sleep apnea, eye problems, hearing problems, salivary gland problems. It had always been that way, according mm-hmm. to Dee Dee, ever since she was a baby. Like, those three months of pure bliss? Nah. Nah, fam. That's and weird. she spent time in the needle native of intensive care as a baby. Uh-huh. Not true, but this is what she said. And that she had leukemia as a toddler. The fact that you can easily verify something like that. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. But wait, there's more. Okay. Um, so, obviously, the endless health crises had taken a toll on both Gypsy and Dee Dee. Um, Gypsy was friendly and even, like, talkative, but her voice was very high and childlike. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dee Dee would often remind people that Gypsy had brain damage. Um, she had to be homeschooled because Dee Dee said that she'd never be able to keep up with the other kids. And she said that Gypsy had the mind of, like, a child of seven. Mm. And so it was important to remember that when people were dealing with her and she embodied, like, a a seven-year-old, she always loved princess outfits and dress up. And she wore wigs and hats to cover up her head. She had, like, one of those... I can't remember the name of the disorder off the top of my head, but in an interview, Gypsy said that her mother said that she had that disorder where a person's head is too small and so their brain doesn't grow correctly yeah 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 you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean i I, I don't know what the word for it it. people are screaming it at me right now but that just popped up into my head because gypsy was like no i have a fucking small head like fuck off she didn't say that literally she's very like eloquent and respectful in her interviews but i read that and i was like shit like that's not just like fucked up that's insulting to your kid like yes you got a small head but that doesn't mean you got a fucking disorder over it yeah, but that, um, that just fuels the just, fire yes. of my kid has everything wrong it with her. It furthered her narrative, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, obviously, because of this 
small head, which isn't even that small. It's like a normal size head. But um, she wore wigs and hats to cover it. And that included a curly blonde Cinderella wig, which she wears in a ton of photographs with herself, with her mother, everything. So that seemed to have been her favorite. And she was really, like, never not with her mom. Um, She once said to a local reporter, quote, we are a pair of shoes, never good without the other. Hmm. Very, very, like, Norman Rockwell idyllic. But, um, like, as, as far as disabilities go. Um... So, because Dee Dee, we're going to get into, like, Dee Dee's illnesses in a bit. Like, not in a bit, now. I don't know what, I have hay fever. <laughs> um, because Dee Dee is dead, there's technically no way to actually confirm that she had this. But all signs from false diagnoses and nonsensical lists of drugs and manipulative behavior, all of them point to facetious disorder imposed on another, or FDIA. And mm-hmm. so, according to the Cleveland Clinic, FDIA, which is also known as Munchausen by Proxy, um, mm-hmm. is a mental illness which induces a person to act as if they are caring for someone with a physical or mental illness, or in Dee Dee's case, both. Because remember, she's physically, but also she's got the mind of a seven-year-old. Yeah. Um, and real quick, I learned about this uh, this sickness. Is it like a mental health issue? So, so here's, my, here's my take on it. Um, the Cleveland Clinic says that it is, mm-hmm. but... I looked into it, and another psychologist said that she doesn't believe that it is a mental illness. This is, like, a legitimate, I believe, I, I have a website here. I'm trying to find it. I think it was Marie Claire. Somebody interviewed, it was The Cut, which is okay. owned by the New York New York Magazine. Uh-huh. Um, she said that she didn't believe Munchausen by Proxy to be mental illness. She believed it to be abuse. And I have to agree with her. But you can have I, I think a it's mental illness... Control you can have this mental illness (coughs) and cause the abuse. Like, I don't think somebody with Munchausen by proxy is maybe doing it. She did not truly believe that Gypsy had these. That's where, that's where it comes down to. She was, it's essentially, she is addicted to the attention. Yes. So I I learned about this from it. I learned about Munchausen by proxy through a book that I read. Um, It was a memoir that I read for, I think it was like my senior year of high school. It's called Sickened and it's by Julie Gregory. I've heard about this. A it friend is, of mine who knows that I'm obsessed with this case told me that I should listen to it. Should, it that is I should read it. Fucking heartbreaking. This girl, uh, her mother had Munchausen by proxy and uh, she had like multiple heart surgeries that were unnecessary. She had nothing wrong with her. And um, there's a part in towards the end of the book where she is in like a college classroom and they're talking yeah. about Munchausen by proxy. Yeah, and she's like, heard. she's like, oh, oh my God, God this, this is, is what yeah. happened to me. And she like, yes. like flees the room and is like crying and like inconsolable. Right, I'm like, that is honestly the most horrendous Unreal. thing. Yeah. So no. as soon as I started I, hearing about this case, oh, I was like, oh, my God, this is what this is. This is crazy. But this is an extreme case. It, yeah. Like psychologists all say. Very like, extreme. Whether you study the case or you watch the various media that we'll get into or anything like that, this is an extreme case. Um, it does not normally get to be this bad. And that's partially because these kids are they start to become their own people and they start to yeah. be like, what? No, I can walk. What? No, I, can, I don't have that. What? No, what yeah. are you talking so about? And she, but, so the parent uh, has seems, to like stop. Yeah, it seems that Dee Dee also had the emotional manipulation, not just the physical manipulation of like, you have to be in this she wheelchair did. and everything. She, she had did, the emotional 100%. manipulation that was like, if you say anything to anybody, 
then I'm going to be taken away. And who are you going to have then? It, it wasn't even just that. She had a fear of going to jail. She would say she would guilt Gypsy and be like, well, you're my best friend. Yeah. And she would like still it took a long ass time for Gypsy to like have a come to Jesus. And I'll get yeah. into that. But she, like for or for example, she would physically prevent it by like taking her daughter to her appointments and be like, my daughter can't walk and her daughter would try to say yeah, something. Yeah, like speaking be for like, her. Yeah. I'm, 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 an, I'm the adult. The adults are talking. Do not interrupt me. Do not speak. Yeah. I know more than you. Things like that. Like she would really like put her down. Yeah. Um, and I, I just the control aspect of it makes me think that there's maybe a little bit of narcissism in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also was a hoarder and hoarding and some forms of narcissism also go together because it's all yes. about the control. And if you yep. can't control other things, you control via hoarding yeah exactly so and like i'm not i'm not just spitting smoke out of my ass i have like some minor experience with this um but so yeah so that's basically it's she's believed gypsy has even come forth and said like i looked it up online and my mother had every single symptom that was listed exactly yeah um and granted like we don't know like you obviously you can never be positive but i feel like she wouldn't say that blindly. Yeah. Or lightly, or whatever you want to call it. But, um, so, on Rod's end, he eventually remarried and had two other children with his new wife, Christy. Mm-hmm. And they saw Gypsy often over the first ten years of her life, and they have pictures of, like, family outings and, like, get-togethers and things like that. But then, like, 2004 hit. Mm-hmm. So then, meanwhile, while Rod's, like creating a life for himself, Dee Dee began to separate herself from her family. Um, and she got in trouble with the law a bit, usually for small misdemeanors. She had, like, a thing where she wrote bad checks, things like that. And this created... It, I don't know if this was her manipulating Gypsy or if this was her actual, like, thing, but she had a phobia of jail. Mm-hmm. She was terrified of jail. Jail was, like, her worst nightmare. Like... Some people are afraid of spiders. Some people are afraid of death. Hers was jail. Yeah. Um, so, but eventually, Dee Dee simply just moved away. She up and moved away with Gypsy to Slidell, which is two hours north and catty-cornered to New Orleans across from Lake Pontchartrain. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely fucked that up. I really tried. Definitely fucked it up. I did, like, a quick, like drive through trying to make sure i had everything and i always seem to miss one guys i swear to god it's probably the hay fever i always seem to miss one um i've i had hay fever with la jolla too back in episode one it's just it's <laughs> yeah. the hay fever guys that's just the um, it's, fuck, it's fucking hay fever um i have i have i have hay fever and it it doesn't have me i'm we're gonna beat this guys um but so yeah so Dee Dee and Gypsy spent their years in Slidell living in public housing and visiting doctors at the Tulane University Hospital and Clinic and the Children's Hospital. So Dee Dee told doctors there that Gypsy had seizures every couple of months, so they put her on anti-seizure meds. Mm-hmm. And then she insisted to one other doctor that, that, or not one other doctor, but like she would go to like doctor to doctor to doctor saying that her daughter had muscular dystrophy and like they proved that she didn't, but yeah. she still was like, no, she has it. Well, she like must have had a, some. They did muscle, a test. Yeah, she must have had some no. like muscle density issues. Be, no, like be, no, but being in the um. Yeah, I know what you're the, thinking. The no. wheelchair, really, no. No, not being able to walk because didn't affect. They her? asked her. They asked her in an interview because she she walked 
every so often. Like, she didn't understand yeah, like, how in she the house, could be paralyzed, but not. Like, so for it started out, her mother, before she got into the accident, her mother had her using a walker because she still had the quote-unquote diagnosis of muscular dystrophy yeah. before the accident. So she would use this walker, and she said that every so often she would forget to bring the walker with her, and her mother would immediately correct her and bring her back to the walker and be like, you need this walker. Yeah. Then she she got she got into the accident and she needed the wheelchair and her mother would pretty much carry her and pick her up and out and all that other stuff but like occasionally she'd like do something and her mom would be like don't do that like it's gonna exacerbate your symptoms basically yeah um in addition to all of the guilt and all of that stuff and also being a kid and like not knowing any better yeah um so Didi also insisted that there were problems with her ears and eyes um which included poor vision and frequent ear infections and basically, anytime Gypsy had a cold or even so much as, like, a sniffle, a cough, anything, she was taken to the emergency room. Um, and who knows if she even had them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit Slidell, and the power was out for weeks. And so the two ended up at a special needs shelter in Covington, Louisiana, with pictures of their old apartment just completely destroyed. And Mm -hmm. so Didi told the shelter staff that she didn't have any of Gypsy's medical records with her because they'd been destroyed in the flood. Yeah, such a, like, such an easy... convenient. Yeah, such an easy way to, like... That hurricane, personally, I think, like, part of it was that hurricane and the fact that people just took that at face value and didn't bother to follow up. But that hurricane was, like, her saving grace that she was able to carry it out And that's so disgusting that she used something so terrible yeah to further her narrative that she was because gypsy's like 14 at this point like she's around 14 so like if she were to start or she's i'll get into that she's 14 physically but mentally she's let's see here i believe she's like 11 she's around like 11 10 that's what her mom told her she was that's what that's what her mother told her she was and we'll get into that wow that's nuts but um she but so she's at an age though where like you're at that age you're like starting to question things you're trying to become your own person and everything Mm -hmm. and a good parent would let you become your own person and question things and like try to figure shit out on your own but no yeah but when you're using your child to get every bit of attention that you possibly can yeah yeah um so she conveniently these records have been lost and so then they met a woman there from the ozarks who took pity on them and suggested that they, like, move slash be evacuated to Missouri, which Dee Dee decided they'd do. Um, because they were running out of doctors to go to down in New Orleans, basically. Um, so then the story of a mother, a single mother, and her disabled daughter left pretty much without anything at all, even the medical records, um, was pretty much like a jackpot for the local press yeah and it worked for the charities and everybody was like oh my god like this is our like this is our this is our shit and so Didi and gypsy were airlifted to missouri in september 2005 where they rented a house in aurora they lived there until the habitat for humanity um built them a house on west volunteer way in march 2008 mm-hmm and the house had amenities specially built for Gypsy, including a ramp up the front door and a jacuzzi tub to help with, quote, my muscles, Gypsy told a local TV station in 2008. Hmm. And while Gypsy had been involved with charities for kids with disabilities from the time she was very little, um, like Dee Dee would stay at Ronald McDonald houses while Gypsy was getting a myriad of tests done. 
um, mm-hmm. which was like all the time. So she basically had like free housing. Um, this was obviously like the biggest benefit that Dee Dee had managed to arrange for them using her daughter's disabilities. They she quite literally got them a free house. Yeah. Um, and that really seemed to like spark Dee Dee's want to get more. And to see how far she could take it. So while in Springfield, Missouri, which is where their house was, if I hadn't mentioned it, um, they benefited from free flights from volunteer pilot organizations so that she could go to her appointments. Mm -hmm. Um, Her appointments were in Kansas City, so it was like a bit of a a bit of a push. Yeah. Um, Free stays at lodges for cancer patients and through various charity organizations, including Make-A-Wish, free trips to Disney World. Mm-hmm. visits from famous people, including country star Miranda Lambert, who also gave Gypsy and Dee Dee a personal check of $3,500. Whoa. And Miranda Lambert's then-husband, Blake Shelton, um, RIP that dumpster fire of a marriage. <laughs> and Elijah Wood and Sean Astin, she met them because the star- they were the stars of Lord of the Rings, which was yeah. her favorite movie. Um, and I know it's a trilogy, but they said it was her favorite movie, in everything I looked into, I could not find which one. I don't know if she even just preferred The Hobbit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I can go deep. I can't go that deep. Uh, that's what she said. He said. They said. Um, so neighbors would band together to help the Blanchards make ends meet. On like It's not enough that they gave them a house. They drove them to the airport for their trips to Kansas City. They uh-huh. would drive them to any other appointments that they needed to. They would go to like Costco and Sam's Club and bring them like groceries in bulk. Wow. Like, Gypsy would, or Dee Dee, like, in the summers, would set up a projector to play movies on the side of her house. Yeah, and I remember kids this. kids in the neighborhood, and yeah, this was, like, the big thing. Yeah. Um, kids in the neighborhood whose parents either didn't want to spend the money for them to go to the theater, or that they just didn't, like, feel like it, or they couldn't afford it, what have you, they would send them over there, and Dee Dee only charged for concessions, which were cheaper than the local multiplex, mm-hmm. and all of the proceeds were to go to Gypsy's treatments. I don't know um, how that's legal. Because they were donations. Oh, okay. They were they were take it they were seen as quote unquote fundraisers. Yeah, yeah. Um. So and these people were giving her the money. They weren't like that for fuck's sake. They were probably buying the candy too. Yeah. Um. But so you're probably wondering. People are like, well. Why didn't anybody say, like, hey, this is weird? Um, Dee Dee told her neighbors a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, a, lo- a, a lot of things. Um, she said that she was originally from a small town in Louisiana. I feel like we should do, like, a true false here, but it's just, it's yeah, too right. much. It's too many. It'd be, like, <laughs> it'd be like watching, like, and a the really thing is boring like, ping pong game. Sh- like, the thing with somebody who's that much of a liar you have to have a little bit of the truth to keep your lies in order like you can't just make wild accusations you have to like there has to be a little bit of truth in it so that way you remember what the lie is yes absolutely um so So they're kind of half truths yes or as she sees them they're quite literally they're like oh well it's mostly true and Um, another thing with people who are uh like who lie pretty much every sentence that they tell is um they like you say it enough and like you start to believe it i mean maybe that's you i'm not a liar no not me (laughs) 
kidding. But like, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There are people yeah, that but like. No, that's how people are. That's, that's yeah. You how, say no, it in general. That's how people are. It's like that whole what is it? Not vision boards, but when people are like, you do your affirmations. Yeah, and you and it like be it's real for you. And it suddenly yeah, and then suddenly like you you do the thing or the thing happens or what have you or like the in secret. her case this shit was never gonna happen no. but hold on to your dream um so she said that she had to flee her small town from her abusive family with gypsy and that it was her father who had been the last straw because he burned gypsy with cigarettes mm. um so they fled for good and she also said that gypsy's dad rod was a deadbeat an alcoholic and a drug abuser who mocked both Gypsy's disabilities and called the Special Olympics, quote, a freak show. Wow. Um, and Dee uh, Dee furthered this lie by also telling Gypsy she basically would make her contact with her father very rare, which I'll get into. But she mm-hmm. was telling Gypsy on her side of things that Rod had abandoned them. He didn't care about them. He had a family of his own now. So, like, he just left them high and dry and dropped them. Um, yeah, that's that's and, her alienating her daughter, saying, like, yes. I'm the only one here for you. So if you say anything yes. to anybody, then I'm going to be taken away and you're left alone now. Right. But what happens if Rod calls? I don't know. We'll get into that. We'll get She's into gotta that. She's got to make more lies. Yes. But so she told everybody, like, he never did anything for them, not even when they, like, lost everything in Katrina. He did nothing to help them. Um, so, meanwhile, on Rod's side of things, Dee Dee did keep Rod updated on his daughter's whereabouts and medical circumstances, probably because she legally had to. Mm-hmm. And she did this even when she was telling her doctors and, like, her daughter's doctors and any friends that they made that he was an addict who abandoned his kid. Um, wow. So... Meanwhile, Rod and Christy, at first, spoke to Gypsy on the phone pretty often. Um, They would always plan to visit her, but, quote, for one reason or another, it would never work out, he told BuzzFeed Mm. News. Um, On on their end, make sure, not Rod and Christy's. Um, So, also, Rod continued, as he always had to send $1,200 a month in child support to a New Orleans bank account well after Gypsy turned 18 because Dee Dee said Gypsy still required full-time care. Yeah. So he's he still also, providing so she, for his daughter. She has a, yeah, she has a fucking income of 1200 a month. Um, that's actually around what I have. Uh, sad, uh-huh. I know, but still. It's not child support, guys, don't worry. The Felix <laughs> and Marcia, they don't know their dad. I started to say the Felix, they're the cats. The I hate Felix. Myself. It's the hay fever. Um, anyway, so he also sent occasional gifts on top of the 1200 mm-hmm. that Dee Dee would ask for, including television sets and a Nintendo Wii. Wow. Yeah. So she's getting free shit from all sides. Like, yeah, I, right? like if I wasn't, like, you know, not a shitty person, I would probably take this up as my full-time job, too. Um, the OG Joanne the Scammer, for those who know what that is. But, um, <laughs> there were occasionally small signs of deception on Dee Dee's end. No fucking way. Yeah, right? Um, There's gotta like, be a crack in the armor after a while. Yeah. So, one example is when Rod called Gypsy to talk to her on her 18th birthday, he said he was excited to make all the jokes that dads make to their daughters about becoming an adult. Like, don't forget, like, he doesn't see her off and he's still a fucking dad. He's got the dad jokes ready and yeah. waiting. Um, but when he called, Dee Dee intercepted it and told him that Gypsy didn't know how old she really was. And she said, quote, she thinks she's 14. 
So wow. she asked that he not upset Gypsy by claiming otherwise. And Rod, not wanting to upset his kid and wanting to be a good fucking dad, complied. And so was like, happy 14th birthday, sweetie, keeping up that narrative. She told her yeah. daughter that she was four fucking years younger and had her believing it her entire life. Yeah. Um, because then how would all these children's charities help them if she was yeah. past that mark? If, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So still, Rod and his wife never knew anything about any of the local news stories any of the articles, any of the, like, the news segments, charity drives, trips that they were given, meetings that they got, any of that, except for what Dee Dee told them, which was not much. Yeah. They knew, so they literally knew, like, nothing about what was going on with Gypsy besides, like, the, oh, what was me shit. Yeah. Um, which wasn't even fucking, oh, this makes me so mad. Anyway, moving on. Um... So then on June 14th, 2015, a hot Sunday afternoon, um, and I put this in just because, like, so many people, like, not so many people, but, like, so many references were, like, it was a hot Sunday afternoon, and I was like, well, clearly it must have been fucking hot if everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember it. Like, I, me neither, but I guess, okay. Um, so a post appeared on Dee Dee and Gypsy's joint Facebook account, which, for those who are curious, is still up. Um, yeah, and the post is still there. The posts are still there. Um, it's D, D-E-E, so just the one D, and then Jip, G-Y-P, Blanchard, with an E. Um, it's it's up there. It can mostly be accessed by the public. And the one thing that I find somewhat massively infuriating is that it is now a memorial account. And yeah, so but that when post you go to is it, still it's there. Like, all the posts are still there. It's like a, It's like an archived thing it's 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 completely unchanged um so like what you could see if you weren't friends with her you can still see which is like that post was public for example the one that i'm about to talk about but like or like anything like there were gofundmes there was all kinds of stuff that was public and i was like this bitch um but so yes so the post on the facebook account said that bitch is dead exclamation point and the first few comments on the status came from friends and these fans of Dee Dee's and Gypsy's that were, like, they went from, like, expressing, like, wild disbelief to, like, saying maybe the account had been hacked. And, like, they were debating in the comments about whether or not the post was legitimate and if they should call the cops, because if it was, this is a bad thing. And so then a comment from the shared account appeared reading, I fuck it. All right. So it's I fucking F-U-C-K-E-N, and then all caps, slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet innocent daughter dot 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 her scream was so with four o's fucking f-u-c-k-e-n loud lol yeah that's that's rough that is worrisome yeah so i feel like the debate as to whether or not you should call the cops ends there yeah and so that's definitely cause for concern though as as these events unfolded and they didn't like I'll, I'll get into this because like as the events unfolded a lot of people did like play by play first of all it was shared basically all over missouri um everybody was like what the fuck is going on because even if you didn't know these people you had heard of them um they were like local beloved celebrities basically yeah but um meanwhile neighbors friends even some of these fans that did not know them rushed to the house and they found it suspicious that Didi's new nissan cube which had been donated to the blanchards so that Dee Dee could easily transport Gypsy around in her wheelchair, was parked in the driveway. But no one was responding to knocks at the door. Uh, The police were called, but upon their arrival, they couldn't enter the house without a warrant. Um, However, 
that didn't stop a friend from climbing through the window. And this was an actual friend. This wasn't, like, one of those, like, crazed fans type things. Yeah. It was, like, but, like actual fan. You still need a warrant, even if there's, like, that much cause for concern? That's what I was surprised by, too, but yes. Like, yeah, I, I thought, I I thought there was a point where you didn't need a warrant anymore, and it was, like, a public, like, a safety check. Nah. Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was equally surprised. Um, Like, because, come on, like, you've got, like, what is it? Like, not shadow of a doubt, but something like that. Like, po- probable cause. Yeah, right exactly. Um, But so, they so couldn't go in. Somebody goes window. in through a window. Yeah. Um, so then inside, all of the lights were out. The AC was on high, and there was no sign of a robbery or even, like, a struggle. All of Gypsy's wheelchairs were still in the house, along with all of her drugs, her oxygen tanks, and basically all of her medical paraphernalia, but there was no Gypsy. So mm. then everyone started freaking out about how Gypsy could be transported anywhere, um, and they didn't know what she was dealing with, what she was facing, and, like, there's this post saying she's been raped and all this other stuff, and meanwhile, they're all, like, sharing this stuff on this one Facebook post that has been posted. Yeah. So then... The one friend who climbed into the window, his wife was like, hey, listen, or I, her name is Kim Blanchard, and I don't want to be like, and her husband is David, for those who want to know, um, hi, Kim and David, but I don't want to confuse people, so I just keep referring it to it as her friend, but most of this is Kim Blanchard. Um, she Blanche. posted, yes, Blanche, um, she posted, like, stop, because whoever this is, obviously has access to the facebook account and can read all of these things so they know the police have been called they know the police are waiting on a warrant so everybody kind of stopped after that um so the police while they were waiting on the warrant began taking people's statements and the warrant didn't come through until 10 45 p.m um at which point the police found Didi's body in the bedroom she had been stabbed to death at the age of 48 and had been dead for several days, but there was, again, no sign of Gypsy. So the next day, this friend, Kim, organized a vigil and a GoFundMe account to take care of Dee Dee's funeral expenses and possibly Gypsies. Yeah. We don't know. Like, at this point, nobody knowed. Everybody was basically fearing the worst, though, and a lot of people couldn't understand why this was happening to somebody who had so who was not just so sweet and had such a good outlook, but also had so many shitty things happen thing to her yeah, already. Yeah, because these are people who don't know of the... These are good people. <laughs> yeah. They're they, not shitty people. They don't know what what terror was happening. Right. Um, so, meanwhile, the police were starting to figure things out, and or they were trying, um, at which point, a young woman who was the neighbor of Gypsy and Dee Dee named Aaliyah Woodsmancy, Woodmancy, um, she kind of saw herself as an older sister figure to Gypsy, and Gypsy pretty much thought the same. Um, she went to them with some information that she thought might be helpful, including, for example, that Gypsy had a secret online boyfriend. Ding, ding, ding! That's kind of helpful. Yeah, so, secret boyfriend. You lead with that. Yeah. Um... So while the girls were pretty much never left alone together because Dee Dee was constantly by Gypsy's side monitoring what she said and did, um, Gypsy ultimately confided in Aaliyah through a secret Facebook account under the name Emma Rose. Um, quote, this is my personal account. My mom is still overprotective, so she don't know about this account, Gypsy wrote in October 2014. Mm-hmm. She then confessed that she had met a man named Nicholas Godijon. Godijon um, is Godijon? Christ- 
I think I what they it. said in some I of the documentaries wrote, was go, it's to, go John. to John. No, it's go to John. And I okay. even have it. I have like a separate thing of handwritten notes that have like pronunciations. And this it's was weirdly the one that was spelled. Like, so it's all right. This was fucking hard for me. It's hard for me because <laughs> the E, there's an E there, but you say it like E. Yeah, it's, it's like fine, God, E, John. It, no, people are going to come. Um, go I to John. It's like not in the good way. Anyway, um, so then he, she met him on a, or they met, whatever you want to call it on a Christian single site called Christian Dating for Free. Um, right. And she was she was in love with him, she told Aaliyah. They'd been communicating for over two years at that point. He didn't care that she was in a wheelchair. The two planned on marrying, quote, in a snow wedding in a gazebo with red and white roses, end quote. And then Gypsy planned on living with him in his home state of Wisconsin. Uh, mm-hmm. They even decided what they were going to name their kids. Like, they were, like, definitely, like, in it. In it in it to win it um however gypsy hadn't told any of this to her mom um why would she none. she literally wasn't able to like it like her mom is crazy we'll get into it further yeah. um like we already know she's crazy but like just wait um so she wrote that she knew Dee, Dee wouldn't approve and that she wasn't allowed to date even though she longed to grow up and have a boyfriend like other girls her age and like Aaliyah. uh quote she said in the past, I told my mom something mean. I says, I wished your mom was my mom instead of my mom because Mrs. Amy let Aaliyah date anyone she wanted, so that hurt my mom. End quote. Mm. That's what Gypsy wrote. And I want you to know that all of the yours are you are, and everything is lowercase, and cuz is C-U-S, and there's no punctuation. Well, she's a kid. She's like, no, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, she is living like she is the small child. She is told yeah. she is um so she was trying to think up some kind of elaborate plan for Dee, Dee to casually meet nick at a local movie theater and then she was hoping that like she could just be like oh you remember that guy nick we're together now yeah like she was trying to like make up her own meet cute so then yeah so that she didn't have to say she had a secret facebook account because then that would be a whole other thing well, that and like there was more to that, and so that because her mother wasn't allowing her to date, but she figured, oh well, she met him, and it, like so many girls in. I'm not saying that Gypsy was in a shitty relationship, but I'm saying in general, so many girls in shitty relationships are like, oh, but if you just meet him in yeah. person, no, he still sucks. Like anytime anybody has to say that, if you feel like you have to say that to somebody, then they suck, and you need to break up with them. But anyway, moving on. Michael probably says that about me, but anyway, um. So this wasn't the first time that Aaliyah had gotten secret messages from Gypsy about boys. Uh, she knew that Gypsy had tried to meet men online before, and that in spite of what Dee Dee said about Gypsy's quote-unquote seven-year-old mind, um, which I think is interesting. Like, she told her father that she had the mind of a 14-year-old, but she told everybody else she had the mind of a seven-year-old. Like, nothing yeah. adds up. Um, she Her thoughts about romance and sex were taking root anyway. Like, even though she was quote-unquote seven. Yeah. Um, which I don't know how many seven-year-olds, like, this is pretty normal. I used to nanny, and these fucking kids, like, I remember once a four-year-old came up to me, and she was like, my dad has a penis, and my mom has a vagina, and I was like, that's more information than I want to think about. Well, they're just um, learning 
body oh, she parts. She just learned things, and I appreciated that her parents taught her the actual anatomical names of these things rather than like yeah. fucking like my mom called vaginas woo woos, and that's like <laughs> I can't, I can't. It's disgusting. She still says it, and I'm like, don't, don't. That's You're an disgusting. adult. That's disgusting. It's like how some girls are like freaked out by the word panties. That is my panties. Um, I would rather say that I wear panties than say I have a goddamn fucking woo woo. Um, <laughs> now everybody's gonna fucking message me, and I shouldn't have said this. Elliot, cut it out. Um, so then in October 2014, um, I should also say that Aaliyah knew that, like, she had these thoughts, but she also was still, like, but she's a naive little girl in her mind. So she was still worried, um, that even though she was having these thoughts. So then in October 2014, Gypsy wrote, quote, I'm 18, Nick is dot dot dot. Or Nick, I should, because I've got to get the drama in here. I got to get the drama in here. I'm 18. Nick, dot, 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 is 24. It's like fucking Maury shit. You are the father. Like, oh, <laughs> goddamn. So that made, as far as everybody knew, go to John six years older. And she talked about the relationship as if it was like some kind of like crazy, elaborate, like fantasy fairy tale. Yeah. And we'll get we'll get into more on that later because sometimes the fairy tale gets a little too fairy tale. Um, so Aaliyah was really worried about Gypsy, but she was also worried about Dee Dee, um, yeah. who in 2011 confronted her about her chats with Gypsy, saying that she was corrupting a child. Mm. And she said, "quote I'm not going to tell your mom about the things you said." She's this is what she's telling Aaliyah, mm-hmm. but I don't want you talking to Gypsy like that. So she even uses her manipulation on this girl because I'm sure if Aaliyah thought that she was... So Aaliyah thinks that she's getting let off scot-free, that no one's going to tell her mom, which means she's not going to tell her mom because she's got it in her head now that this is bad, whatever she... Like, that that this is bad, and she's not going to say to her mom, hey, Gypsy has these questions, and she's asking me for answers, and her mom isn't going to go to Dee Dee and be like, hey, you should answer these fucking questions. Like, all very calculating. Um, so even when Dee Dee took away Gypsy's phone and computer, though, Gypsy always managed to figure out how to slip through some crack and, like, get out of her mom's attention for, like, two seconds and find some other way of messaging Aaliyah and getting there. Yeah, probably, like, middle of the night or something. Shut up. Not that that's... Shh, shh, shh. No. All right, all right. Um, why do you guys do this to me? But, um, so the two did see each other less and less though and after gypsy's messages telling Aaliyah about nick in the fall of 2014 Aaliyah didn't hear from her again hmm yes um she had a it's the it's the classic friend is friend friend meets boy friend gets boyfriend friend ghosts you for like two years yeah um, i have i have friends like that and so do I. Um, <laughs> you would think they'd grow out of it, but nah. No. Um, nobody ever grows out of that shit, let me tell you. It's just ingrained. It's genetic. Um, so then, with this information, in addition to what had gone down on the Facebook posts online, the police decided to put a trace on the posts to Dee Dee and Gypsy's account. And the IP address was registered to no one other than a Nicholas Godijan in Big Bend, Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah, shocker. So then on June 15th, a team of officers in Waukesha County, Wisconsin, were dispatched to Gadajan's house, and the standoff was really brief. Um, Nick surrendered fast. Gypsy was with him, unharmed, to everybody's relief. Not unarmed. Well, she was unarmed, but, like, both. Um, And 
to everyone's shock, in excellent health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody was like, what the fuck? So then... Like walking and everything. Yes. The Springfield Sheriff, and like we'll get into that because there was more. Um, So the Springfield Sheriff had a press conference and the sheriff's name was Jim Arnott. And he said that, quote, things are not always as they appear. And mm. this was also when he announced that Didi, uh, that Jesus Christ, that Gypsy, I was so close. I almost had a full episode <laughs> of not fucking this up. Um, that Gypsy and Go to John were being extradited back to Missouri and that they were being held on a $1 million bond. Wow. Um, yeah. So it turned out, this is going to sound like a shock, but GD hadn't used a wheelchair from the moment she left her house a few days prior. Mm-hmm. Are you shocked? Because I'm shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I want to do, do a, quick, a quick aside. Uh, he was in, it just because it's weird, uh, Nick Godijohn lived in Waukesha County, which is the same place that the, um, what's it called? Slenderman stabbing oh, yeah. that was in waukesha that's wasn't why, it that's why all of that slender man shit kept coming up in my research god damn yeah so I was like, get out of here what you're not relevant you are relevant and i am sorry so waukesha get your shit together what's with you guys in true crime phenomenon let us know if you're from waukesha <laughs> um but so fuck um, anyway go back to it she yeah, hadn't used like, her wheelchair the entire time whoa. yeah she hadn't used her wheelchair like the entire time she didn't need it and she wasn't using her oxygen tank she had no medication with her there was nothing wrong with her muscles she could walk just fine and her hair was short and spiky but she wasn't bald her mother had simply been shaving her head all of her life yeah. to make her appear ill um she was well spoken albeit shaken by the recent events and she still had her like high pitched voice, but that's just her was, voice, I guess. Th- that that's just her voice, yeah. Like yeah. she sounds like a cartoon character, but that's just she's just a cartoon character. Yeah. Um, so, literally, everybody was like, "Where is like this disabled like gypsy? Like where yeah. is she?" Um, and she told police that it was all a fraud and that her mother made her do it. Uh, and. Mm based on what the police saw and what everybody else fucking saw at face value, Gypsy was right. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, like, you gotta find Jesus because he's walking around somewhere. Um, So, for example, when, like, as an example of the fraud, when Gypsy was taken into custody after being found at Go to John's home, Gypsy told the police that she was 19 and the police were like the fuck and then rod and christy were able to straighten that out by giving authorities gypsy's birth certificate which said she was actually 23 oh yeah 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 so then she she was even off yeah um so the first time that rod saw his daughter walk was in a news report in gypsy's arraignment hearing in wisconsin no wow. one had prepared him or Christy. She saw the video on Facebook, and Rod was really fucking confused, as was Christy when they saw it. Yeah, and no Rod shit. said that his first reaction was that he was so happy that his daughter was able to walk and that there was nothing wrong with her. He couldn't believe it. It was yeah. like it was like his own personal miracle, which is so fucking sad. Yeah. Um, so 
Gypsy told 2020, the only thing I had wrong with me is that I have a little bit of a lazy eye. Not all the time, but I have better vision in my left eye than I do in my right eye. That's it. Yeah. Like, that's her literal only illness. That's her only, like, ailment. That's her only disability. Yeah. Um, so, with all of that being, that for that example, all of that is obviously pretty telling that she's telling the truth. However, when searching the house to obtain a warrant, police found a huge linen closet filled with various medications, none of which Gypsy needed. It was like yeah. a fucking pharmacy. Like, stuff, yeah. like, there were pill I, bottles that were labeled, scene. like, Shaky Baby and Sleepy Baby, like, by Dee Dee. And, like, there were, like, like in bulk, just, like, tons yeah. of I've seen crime scene photos. Drugs. It's pretty nuts. It's it's more than anybody should have. Yeah. But, um, it's... Instead of selling candy at the theater, she could have sold the drugs to the adults. Yeah, right? But anyway, um, so as Gypsy got older, like, because a lot of people at this point were like, well, why the fuck didn't you say anything? Um, so as she got older, she began That's kind of to... victim blamey, though. It is. Um, like, she one is thing the that victim. I was, yes. One thing that I was also researching in this was battered wife syndrome or yeah. battered woman syndrome, as it's also called. Because that's basically where, in in some cases, they'll also use it as a defense for, like, kids who were bullied and shoot up a school. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, a person feels that they have no other way to defend themselves and to make the problem go away than to kill their parent or th- the school or whatever. Yeah. Um, as you know, uh, like, as you do, kill a whole school. But, um... Not so- a... Not a way to fix anything. But, Not a way to fix anything, but their their brain is so, like, distorted. Their reality is so distorted. Yeah. Um, and that they also, those who don't eventually reach, a, those who haven't yet reached a breaking point and some who never do, they just accept their situation. Well, there's no way I can get out of this. Yep. Um, because it's just, it's what they know. In her case, it's her entire fucking life. Yeah. Um, so when she got older, she started to realize that things weren't adding up. And, for example, after the accident that left her confined to a wheelchair, that that motorcycle accident with her grandpa, uh, Gypsy was confused because she only had a scraped knee, but her mom insisted that she use a wheelchair, saying a doctor had given it to her and that she had to use it from then on. Hmm. Um, And, quote, she said, I was so young and me looking up to her so much, I didn't question it. That's what she explained to 2020 on why she didn't notice sooner. Uh, quote, there are certain illnesses that I knew I didn't have. I knew that I didn't need the feeding tube. I knew I could eat and I knew that I could walk. But I did believe my mother when she said I had leukemia. Mm. Um, end quote. So, yeah. So Gypsy then also tried once to escape her mom. Uh, in February mm. 2011, she met up with a man that she had met online at a science convention, science fiction convention. Uh, still gross, but not as gross. But he was 35. Yeah. And everybody was under the impression that Gypsy was 15. She was actually 19, so still gross, but not illegal, unfortunately. Um, And in an attempt to run away, Gypsy went back with him to his hotel room. And she planned to, like, leave with him, but Dee Dee found them. And she apparently knocked on the hotel room door with papers that showed Gypsy was a minor. And the man let Gypsy leave. And Dee Dee was furious uh, for yeah. my Kirby fans, she turned into King DDD. I've been waiting to make that <laughs> pun. It's awful, and I know it. Um, <laughs> so she brought Gypsy home, tied her to the bed, and smashed the family laptop with a hammer. And Ooh. she 
like that was where people if there was one incident where everybody would be like oh she cray it was that because she even started like preaching to her friends like the internet is bad it's evil all this other stuff yeah um so but obviously we live in a digital age and eventually the laptop had to get replaced so when it was replaced gypsy was only allowed to use the internet with dd supervision yeah so for months afterward kim blanchard the family friend described gypsy as subdued though quote she wasn't acting any differently than a normal child who was in trouble at that point Mm -hmm. end quote however nobody knew that like that same year around this same time um with a lot of these types of people once they're i don't want to call them the victim but like once their prey or whatever you want to call it their control e starts to show a little bit of what's the word that i'm looking for defiance independence or or defiance yeah yeah um then they just they they really batten down the hatches and it gets bad and they escalate um and so this was no different for gypsy and dd uh Didi's abuse began to escalate to the point that she allegedly wouldn't feed Gypsy for days after they'd have mm. an argument. Uh, she would verbally abuse her by calling her a bitch, a slut, a whore, and saying things like she wished she had gotten an abortion. Um, she beat Gypsy with a clothes hanger as a punishment for any like wrongdoings. A la, I think that was Joan Crawford that did that to her kids. Who was it? It was um, yeah. Mommy Dearest. I yeah, believe it yeah. was Joan Crawford. Um, so bitch can't even be original. Um, so not only was she already being, in my opinion, physically abused, but then the abuse just kind of escalated and it was physical. It was emotional. It was psychological. Like there was already the psychological, but like she was getting it from all sides from one person who she again said that she looked up to and loved more than anybody else. Like even with all of that, like she's still like, she like. People say it all the time, like, oh, like, it's still your mother, it's still your whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like a Stockholm Syndrome, too. It was, yes, very much so. Um, So, when it came to the internet after that, Gypsy mostly used it late at night while her mother was asleep. So, she would get up and walk to the laptop, and, like, you were asking me, and I was like, shh. Um, But so... Nick, Gypsy said, was the first person who had offered her any kind of real protection, and she believed him. Um, and ultimately, after all of the shit that went down, Gypsy said that she thinks he has, quote, anger issues, which mm-hmm. I would say is a given. Um, I wouldn't even call it anger issues, but I would say that he's got, like, like he needs to know when to stop. Yeah. He's got kind of, like, overkill issues as you'll as you'll learn here so obviously Didi's fraud is revealed by the sheriff um at which point kim shuts down the gofundme and her service was shut down but even with all of this being revealed like this is how much she has like a hold on people 60 people attended wow yeah um and gypsy and go to john were arrested so mm-hmm. the prosecutor declined to go for the death penalty but both Gypsy and Nick were charged with first-degree murder. He said that it was, like, outlandish or something. Like, the, basically, the case was so weird, he wasn't going to go for the death penalty. Um, yeah. Which, like, that's when you know. And for those who are wondering, the, the prosecutor is Dan Patterson. He doesn't he doesn't really come up too much here, but I have his name in case you need it. Um, mm-hmm. In case you want to, like, contact him and ask him. I don't know. Um, 
So then as the investigation into the crime continued, it turned up in text messages between the two that they appeared to discuss and plan Dee Dee's death. And here's a text, quote, Honey, you forget I am ruthless, and my hatred of her will force her to die. Go to John, texted Gypsy. Oh, well. Oh, it gets better. Quote, it's my evil side doing it. He won't mess up because he enjoys killing, end quote. Okay. So that's a thing. All right. Well, uh, prosecutors okay. also said that they found social media evidence of Gypsy directly asking Go to John to kill her mother, but these have never been made public. Uh, documents from pretrial discovery show him telling a friend about Gypsy's desire to murder her mother as early as May 2014. Hmm. Yes. So as I mentioned before, like just now, like moments ago, um, Go to John refers to his evil side quote-unquote. And Gypsy also had her own kind of, like, alter ego, evil side, bad side, whatever you want to call it, but she called hers Ruby. And um, because he and Gypsy had had constructed this elaborate online fantasy life, which was mostly through, like, just, like, a clusterfuck of fake Facebook accounts, um, that's where these kind of, the evil side and Ruby kind of came to like exist and uh-huh. go forth. Um, and so among that, they were into BDSM. Uh, they had specific role play and they had nicknames for each other, such as Hun and my least favorite, Daddy. <sighs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't um, like that one either. That's a that's a hard pass. But um, like I'm no judgment on her about like anything else but i will judge her for daddy yeah that's um, gross so then they also took pictures of themselves in like cosplay costumes with gypsy at one point dressing up as the comic book character harley quinn and posing with a knife again like mm, very a bit on very, the nose very like r slash cringe and reality and fantasy was basically blurred like a lot for the both of them yeah um so to many though it just really wasn't clear why Go to John would participate in this scheme. Um, he didn't have a history of violence. His only prior was for lewd conduct in 2013 at a McDonald's where he had been watching porn on a tablet. Um, really, dude? It, like, we'll get into that, though. Like, <laughs> not saying that I excuse it, but when they when you get into it, I can kind of I can understand how it wouldn't he wouldn't understand that that's inappropriate. OK, Um he did say in a police interview, though, quote, the truth is I worship her. And so that should be explanation enough, I feel like. But mm-hmm. uh, also both he and Gypsy told the police that he was the one to wield the knife. Uh, she said that while her mom was being stabbed, she was in the other room. Uh, at the time, she was shaving her legs and also listening. And then the pair had sex in Gypsy's room. They just shoved all the fucking stuffed animals off and they had sex in her room, which is next door to Dee Dee and her dead body. And then they escaped with about $4,000 from Dee Dee's safe. Poor Mm -hmm. penniless Dee Dee. Um, Mm -hmm. And then one of the taxi drivers who had carted them around in Springfield after the murder told interviewers that they thought that Gypsy was the ringleader. Oh, okay. But it... Gypsy was adamant. She was like, I said I wanted my mom to die. I didn't say it had to be like this. Yeah. Um, and I, I, like, I, as much as I hate to say it, we'll truly never know. Um, but, so Gypsy's attorney, Michael Stanfield, 
is who's a public defender. He drew her case at random. And mm-hmm. the Greene County Public Defender's Office was kind of lucky because they were also able to pull a former leading public defender, Clayt Baker, out of retirement for the case. So those were her two lawyers. Whoa. Yes. Um, Stanfield also had an investigator and a paralegal working with him on the case. And Christie and Rod, even though they had no money to hire a private attorney for Gypsy, said that, like, basically, even if they did, they fully trusted Stanfield and the gang to get shit done. They were like, we think he'll, we think he'll, like, do a great job. Um, so it took Stanfield months to get Gypsy's own goddamn medical records. Because Dee Dee set up a power of attorney over Gypsy's medical decisions after she turned 18. Wow. Yes. So the hospitals refused to help, even though the power of attorney didn't surrender Gypsy's rights to look at her own medical records. But they were just like, nah. But eventually, it was found that way back in 2001, when they were at t- when they were going to see the doctors at Tulane, um, the doctors tested Gypsy for muscular dystrophy. Her test came back negative. We know this. But mm-hmm. in fact, all scans of her brain and spine were completely clear. Uh, mm. The records of all those tests also had actually survived Katrina. Oh. Nonetheless. Imagine that. Yep. Dee Dee continued to insist to doctor after doctor after doctor in Louisiana and Missouri that Gypsy had muscular dystrophy. And most doctors appear, like, based on the records, to have taken her assertion at face value and they didn't probe. Just like when she said that the records were lost in Katrina, they didn't probe. Yeah. They were like, okay, like, why would you lie? Um... So instead, they proceeded to treat Gypsy for various vision and hearing and sleep and salivation problems that were presumed to flow from the muscular dystrophy. Yeah. Some of these treatments were surgical. Uh, Gypsy's eye muscles were... All right, trigger warning for anybody who's squeamish. Skip ahead about mm, 15, 30 seconds. Um, Okay. Gypsy's eye uh, eye muscles... Her eye muscles were repeatedly operated on for alleged weakness... Yep. Like, some fucking clockwork orange shit, let me tell you. Yeah. She endured... This was what was most fucked up to me. She endured a muscle... I say most fucked up. It's not most fucked up, but, like, I just was like, ow. Uh, Yeah. She endured a muscle biopsy, which is literally a painful procedure. I wrote painful in my notes because it's fucking painful. Um, They pull back part of the muscle, extract some of it, and (laughs) use that to test it. I so have, they like, literally the, pull back the your skin, shivers. pull back your muscle. Like, remember that, like, diagram that you saw when you were in, like, the fifth grade and it just has, like, that body that's just muscles and eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they fucking did that to her, tested <sighs> it for abnormalities and all that other shit, and she had it done at least once. <gasps> at least yeah. once. At least once. Like, I couldn't find in my research if she'd had it done anymore, but she <sighs> she's had it done at least once, which is, like everybody was like holy shit that's painful and then i looked at yeah. i was like oh i guess why and like surgery is painful and then i looked into it and i was like holy shit that's painful yeah. um tubes were put in her ears for alleged ear infections oh. she was given a feeding tube and she ate very little by mouth and survived only on cans of the meal replacement pediasure well into her 20s uh her salivary glands this was this kind of this this made me sad um, her salivary glands were first injected with Botox, but then ultimately removed because her mother complained that she drooled too much. Mm. Um, Gypsy's teeth rotted out of her head and had to be extracted, though whether that was because of poor dental hygiene or a mixture of medications and severe mal- malnutrition, it's difficult to say. That's probably it. 
Um, I think, yeah, I'm going to go ahead latter. and say that's it. <laughs> I think it's the latter. Dramatizations will tell you that it's like, I'll get into it, but like, mm, I think, I think it was the abuse. Yeah. Um, and so what's not hard to say is that throughout all of the tests, all of the procedures, all of the doctor's visits, nobody picked up on the fact that Dee Dee's stories didn't add up. Yeah. And this includes Dr. Robert Beckerman, who was a sleep doctor that Gypsy saw in both New Orleans and in Kansas City. And instead, he th- this really bothered me because he it's like he used it to further his own career, I feel like. Yeah. Because he featured Gypsy rather than being like, "Hmm, something's weird." Featured Gypsy in and his and his treatment of her in the hospital newsletter. And would repeatedly mention in the medical files that Dee Dee and she were his, quote, favorite mother-daughter patient. Mm. Uh, The one exception to this was in 2007 when pediatric neurologist Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein was consulting on the case in Springfield and became suspicious of Dee Dee's stories about Gypsy's myriad of illnesses. And in his notes to Gypsy's primary care doctor after he first met them, he wrote in bold underlined the mother is not a good historian yeah yeah <laughs> you're telling me bud um yeah this also, is all good like hindsight's twenty twenty, but like somebody should have said something a lot earlier oh i know it's they failed her in my yeah they did not so humble opinion they fucking failed her yeah um there was um in his notes he said a, quote, unusual distribution, end quote, to Gypsy's weakness for a muscular, mus- for a, a, if she were a muscular dystrophy patient. Yeah. And still, he gave the case, quote, the benefit of the doubt, end quote, mm-hmm. and sent Gypsy for all the usual tests, the MRIs, the blood work, all of it came back normal. I feel like a lot of doctors must have done that just to get fucking Dee Dee off their backs. Oh, absolutely. Like, don't forget when I said before, like, she created, like, that wall of medical terminology or whatever. Yeah. Like, she probably was doing it to the doctors, too. Like, I can't imagine she wouldn't. Yeah. But, um... There was there so, was a meme I saw recently that was like, uh, bitch, you know so much, you want to clock in? Yeah. Like, like, I know at least yeah. people in my job, when somebody comes in, they're, like, <laughs> spouting off a million things. I'm like... All right, Ugh. you want to do my job? You want to you want to get back Their here? Their names are all Karen and they all want to speak to a manager. It's just um, like, oh my god. So like it's I know I know the feeling of like you'll do anything to get some annoying person off your back. So right. I don't know if it this is a case of that, but like if you're a doctor, you kind of have to be a little <laughs> more me. uh you got to look a, a little more into it you gotta, than like yeah, my job. <laughs> like Jesus. Um so he's quoted as saying, I remember having her stand up, which is, he's telling this to BuzzFeed News, and she could hold her own weight. And he told Dee Dee, quote, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. Mm-hmm. So in between his visits with Gypsy, Flasterstein tracked down a doctor who had seen Gypsy in New Orleans, and that doctor told him that the muscle biopsy in New Orleans had been negative for muscular dystrophy, mm. and that Gypsy's previous neurologist had explained that to Dee Dee. But when confronted with the problem, Dee Dee simply stopped taking Gypsy to see those New Orleans doctors. Yeah. Quote, um, Flasterstein wrote in the file, quote, analyzing all the facts and after talking to her previous pediatrician, there is a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy, which may be some underlying unknown etiology to explain for her 
with maybe some underlying unknown etiology to explain for her symptoms, end quote. So yeah. he literally, like, had it. Nail on head. Yeah. And, like, with the New Orleans doctors, Dee Dee stopped seeing him after that visit. Yep. And Flasterstein assumed that it was because she got his notes. Um, he said that nurses told him later on that, like, when he was leaving the office on his, like, final visit, that Dee Dee was complaining that he didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. Um, Flasterstein never followed up. He figured nobody in his medical network would believe him with all of the special care and attention they gave Dee Dee and Gypsy. They literally would tell him to, like, handle them with, quote-unquote, golden gloves. Yeah. Um, and he thought that if he reported it to social services, they would do the same and not believe him either. That's not a reason to not report something. Nope. Nope. If you, if you have see any something, say something. Report it. Yes, absolutely. Doesn't just apply to the MTA, my friends. No. But um however, that being said, in the fall of two thousand nine, somebody did make an anonymous call to the Springfield Police Department. Uh, they said they had their doubts that Gypsy was suffering from all of the ailments her mom's described, and they asked for them to do a welfare check. Yeah. Flasterstein is adamant that it wasn't him. Um, and I feel like everybody is like, well, why the fuck didn't you do anything? I feel like he's taken enough heat that he, if he did it, he would have very been very quick to be like, no, okay, it was me. I did something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I believe him. But the police, nevertheless, drove over to the house but Gypsy told or Gypsy told them nothing. Dee Dee told them that the reason she sometimes used inconsistent birth dates and different spellings of her name was to hide from an abusive husband. Mm-hmm. And as is the fucking theme here, nobody called Rod. No one checked on any of these claims. Yeah, that that's just fucking them. crazy. They were like, okay, this is just a um, lack of people following up on shit. Yes, and they wrote in their report. Gypsy, quote, does have, or, or excuse me, Gypsy, quote, does suffer from some type of mental handicap, end quote. And then the case was closed. The file mm. was done. That was that. So when Stansfield, when Stanfield, uh, not Stansfield, if I said Stansfield, it's just because, like, the, for whatever reason, that's the name that my brain wants it to be. And I know that's not his name. <laughs> okay, good. Um, when Stanfield uncovered the records in his research, when they finally fucking got to him, they were so damning that he called the prosecutor without any need to investigate further. And the prosecutor was like, yeah, I'm going to give her a fucking deal. Like, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Um. So a plea deal was, in fact, worked out. Um, and on July 5th, 2016, Gypsy took the plea deal, which said that she was guilty to second degree, guilty of second degree murder. Uh-huh. Um, and she was given a 10-year sentence, which, according to the Springfield News Leader, is the minimum sentence required for her charges. Mm. And Gypsy will be eligible for parole right before her 33rd birthday. Um, she is okay. now an inmate at the Women's Eastern Reception Diagnostic and Correctional Center in Vandalia, Missouri. Her hair is long. Her skin is clear and healthy. Uh, she doesn't wear glasses. Or she does, but they're like normal glasses i should say (laughs) not the crazy ones (laughs) yeah um and she doesn't wear them all the time like she doesn't need them all the time she's off all of her meds and shockingly she's had no fucking health problems yeah um and stanfield pointed out that because the food is so bad at the prison quote most of my clients lose weight in prison Mm -hmm. 
Gypsy gained 14 pounds in the 12 months that she spent in Greene County Jail before her plea. Wow. Yes. Um, and she told BuzzFeed News, quote, This time is good for me. I've been raised to do what my mother taught me to do, and those things aren't very good. End quote. Yeah. Um, so then in November 2018, 29-year-old Goda John was convicted of first-degree murder in Missouri. Um trial went forth it was on the long crime channel and long crime channel has a bunch of clips up um mm-hmm. his lawyer Dwayne perry argued that go to john was autistic is autistic he's still alive i don't know why i'm referring to him in past sense i didn't kill mm-hmm. him um and he was functioning at about a 15 to 16 year old level so the defense argued that he was incapable of deliberation yeah i can understand that I like I'm not saying what he did was okay. I'm not saying what he what, what he did was right, but I can understand that. But yeah. being capable of deliberation is a necessary component of first degree murder. Yeah. And they further claimed the defense that Gypsy was the mastermind behind the entire crime. And quote, all the planning she did, every bit of it, she pretty much willed the knife in my hand to commit the deed herself, end quote. And that's spoken by go to John to 2020 in january 2017 Mm -hmm. um and his attorney said quote nick was happy to do whatever gypsy wanted he was always compliant Hmm. um yes and again like i'm not saying like one really like key point that somebody pointed out because gypsy also testified on the third day of the trial Uh and one of the things they said to her that i thought was really like interesting they said something like, did you tell him how to kill her or something like that? Like, did you tell him to stab her 17 yeah. times? And she was like, no. And they were like, did you tell him to, like, really fuck up our neck? And she, like, visibly, like, recoiled and was like, no. And at one point, apparently, he said something about raping her. And she was like, that is where I draw the line. You're not raping my fuck. I'm not going to fuck you with you having fucked my mom. We're not going to be, what yeah. is that, Eskimo sisters? What is that called? Yeah, something like that some shit like that but it's worse because it's also murder and it's your mom but yeah yeah. um so however that that being said with all of that in the interview with buzzfeed news gypsy repeatedly took responsibility for the murder Mm -hmm. um she said quote what i did was wrong i'll have to live with it end quote however she said that nick is the one who took quote a plot between us both and quote made it into action yeah so basically she was like yeah i talked about wanting my mom to die i said hey let's kill my mom but he's the one that did it and did it like fucking that um so gypsy said that she was the one who had the idea to post about the murder on facebook so the police would go check on her mom she didn't want her mom to be just like left there forever decaying yeah um also good call refrigerating the body essentially with ac yeah um though i learned on a recent show i think it was I think it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine, or it was SVU or some crime show, um, where the perp took, I promise this is relevant, because if she really wanted to, she could have just left it as it was, Uh and Extreme Heat, like, for example, the victim in the show I was watching was an artist, so she had a kiln. Extreme Heat will cause the body to decay faster. Yeah. Which I didn't know. 
I don't know why I didn't know, but I didn't know. I guess I spend more time on like the creators like of the that. bodies than the bodies. It was very, it was very interesting. I was like, oh, so I could just like be like the artist serial killer and then just be like anybody with a kiln, let's do it. And then have something because that was the person's whole alibi. I was like, oh, according to the autopsy, she died a week ago. I was doing this a week ago. Here are my receipts. And then yeah. it was like, actually, she died five days ago, but the kiln was turned on at these times, according to the electric company. Yo, like, I just need to I just need to perfect this. And it's it's smooth sailing for me. It's in the bag, first, man. I'm gonna First, I'm going to do a con. I'm going to let everybody think that I've got all kinds of diseases and then I'm going to kill artists with kilns. It's 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 canon. But um, so, yeah, tangent. Sorry. <laughs> so Gypsy recalled saying to Nick, can we please just post something on Facebook, something alarming that would make people call the police? But she said that he told her what to write. OK, um, so then. Prosecutor Dan Patterson said that Go to John had a sound mind. Um, they said, I thought this was funny. They said he was motivated by sex. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. It's like, that. what is that called? Like devil vagina magic? That's what she had. Um, and a desire to be with Gypsy Blanchard. And in February 2019, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And at sentencing, Go to John addressed the judge and said that he was, quote, blindly in love with Gypsy. Um, and that that was why he committed the murder. Um, hmm. So he was literally just sentenced, like, not literally last uh, yeah. week, but I'm very gonna, recently. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, holy shit, this is this is all very, very recent. It's very recent. I, we were, I yeah, in college when this whole thing went down. Yeah, I feel like um, I've known about this case. Like, she's like, I feel like I've known about it longer. Yeah, she's yeah. a year older than me. She's a year older than you? Jesus Christ, you're old. Yeah, I know. Thanks. What? Sorry, but like, <laughs> whoa. Because I hear 1991 and I'm like, oh, that's so far off. It's it's not that's, that far uh, off from 1994, but fuck you, Caitlin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God in, God in heaven. Um, so yeah. So then fast forward in a 2017 interview with Dr. Phil, the one that I've been referencing like constantly. Yeah. Uh, Gypsy explained that like what she and her then boyfriend, Nick Godajan, referred to as plan B. Um which is not what most girls think of. It was actually her plot to kill Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, she went into detail about, this is where I was like, remember when I was like, for those who were listening, um, I said something about how she described their relationship as being like a t- fairy tale. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little too close. This is what I mean. Get ready. Buckle up, buttercup. She went into detail about sneaking out to see the Disney animated movie Cinderella at the local multiplex. Mm-hmm. And was dressed up as the titular princess. Remember they talked about how she loved that fucking wig? Yeah. And that was where she was supposed to meet Nick for the first time. Like, that was their first rendezvous. And it culminated in her... Well, some sources said her pulling in, pulling him in. Other sources said the two of them snuck. I feel like we shouldn't make all the culpability on the woman. So we're going to say the two of them snuck into the men's room of the theater to have sex. Uh... For the first time pretty romantic not gonna lie i mean like like quite Every literally girl's dream. like when she says he treated me like a princess though or i felt like a princess that that shit hits but no. yeah after immediately like i'm talking immediately after like they are having some pillow talk post-coital bliss she asked him to kill her mom well <laughs> hey i really like that thing that you did also kill my mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> um 
you know what would really turn me on next time? Um, Murder. So she said that, yeah, of my mom. So she said that she had been desperate. Um, this is what she was saying to Dr. Phil and that she saw murder as her only way out, which is, like I said, that's something that like battered women and people with battered women syndrome, whether they're bullied or abused or what have you, that's something that they see. Yeah. Um, but still, while acknowledging that her mom put her through terrible physical and emotional abuse and that she is happy to be out of that situation, she said like point blank, she was like, I'm glad to be out of there. Yeah. Um, she has expressed remorse and regret for the murder for the murder of her mother. She can't really look at photos of them or of the scene or of like their house or yeah. anything anymore. Um, that was something too. I don't know if I mentioned that she was a hoarder. Did I mention that? Her yes. mom was a hoarder. Never mind. She was a hoarder. Elliot, you can take that out. Um, so she expressed remorse and regret for the murder of her mom, but she said that she did not believe that 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 her mom's murder was justice. Uh huh. Um. And quote, all I could hope is that wherever she is, that she still loves me in some small way, is what she told ABC News. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she said, quote, and I want her to know that I am sorry. I am so sorry, end quote. And she actually told Dr. Phil about her mom's, like, phobia of jail. And she was like, if I had thought it through more clearly, basically, like, she should be here, not me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Girl, you're right. Um, So, Yeah. As of January 2019, Gypsy is working towards earning her GED and participating in the research process for By Proxy, which is a proposed scripted series about the case. Um, Mm -hmm. I looked into the woman, Francesca. Her last name starts with an M. I can't find it. Um, She... The woman that is was writing this, I looked her up on IMDb, and it just says that she's a talent agent and that she's got nothing going on but like keep a lookout maybe by proxy is going to be a thing but it doesn't appear to have any relation to the act so okay um which we'll get into uh but first Um, did you uh look into the change.org petition fuck you because that was literally my next sentence okay i just wanted to make sure that you had mentioned it because i do have it up right now there are petitions asking Missouri Governor Eric Greitens to, quote, free Gypsy Rose Blanchard on the internet, including one created by Gypsy's father, Rod Blanchard, on change.org. You got it, man. Fuck you, Haley. <laughs> as, of the, as of this minute, it has 23,225 signatures uh, for a total goal of 25,000. That's more updated than mine is then. Um, yeah, then, some, two were signed in the last hour. Yeah. So Gypsy's stepmother, Christy, was quoted telling the Springfield News Leader, at least where she's at now, she can say what she wants to say. She can eat what she wants to eat. She can walk. Yeah. There's nobody telling her, you can't say that. Stuff like that, she said. So for Gypsy, that's a lot of freedom. That's yeah. a lot of freedom. Which is crazy and that she I had agree. more freedom in jail. Yeah, I know. Isn't that fucking sad? Yeah. Um, I can't believe you with that change.org petition. Anyway, um... <laughs> So I, I can't believe you. Um, literally, looking, like the next sentence, there was. I was one looking for pictures of their house, and then I found mark. this, and I was like, "Oh wow, I, I hope she has this." The house is like gross. It's like Pepto it's very pink. pink. My, so quick, I, I, there have been too many asides on this. I know, but my mother, my sister, and I shared a room once. This is like a bone of contention for me. My sister and I used to share a room. I wanted my mom said that we with our white walls we could have one accent wall because we both were like we live in paste. And she was like, you can have one accent wall. I was like, black, because that's my favorite color. My mom and my sister were like, fuck no. I was like, fair. Um, And so then I was like, purple. And my sister was like, pink. And 
Pink is my ne- my nemesis. I, I don't like pink. There's nothing wrong with people who like pink. There's nothing wrong with pink. I'm just not a pink girl. Um, maybe it's the Laura Ashley dresses my mother ran me into, but at the same time, this isn't therapy. Um, long story short, my mom was like, we'll blend the two together, and it came out fucking pink, and for four months, maybe, my sister lived in that room, and then she moved out into the guest room and took that as her own. So I get stuck with a pink wall, which all of my friends and I, for years to come, referred to as the Pepto-Biz wall. This Good. house is like the Pepto-Biz wall on steroids. Yes. There's Everything even a fucking planter in the middle of the front yard that is spray-painted pink like the house. It's like a tire that yes. is spray-painted pink. Yes. It's- it is the pinkest. The walls are pink. Everything is pink. There are stuffed animals that are pink. There are stuffed animals with pink feet. There's, like, I'm sure that she had pink medications. There was a lot of pink going on. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, as if the mother didn't put her through enough. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, yeah. But to get into the media of it, that's what that's what the house looks like for those who are curious, like Haley. Yeah. Um, you're not going to look into it and find, like, a disembodied penis like you did with Lorena Bobbitt, so you're fine. Nope. Um, accidentally you might you might come across you might come across the autopsy pictures or like dd's crime scene photo but like that's on you fam um so besides the like relatively infamous dr phil interview now and the news coverage and the episode of 2020 that i mentioned um the story of gypsy was initially brought to the public's massive attention by that viral buzzfeed news article that i quote so often um that's how i found out about it personally but um, it's been in a lot of TV spots. Um, it's been on an episode of James Patterson's Murder is Forever, which is on ID. Um, it had its own special on the ID channel. Um, I just want to say here, I wrote titled Gypsy's Revenge. It's called Gypsy's Revenge, except what I, ty- what I typed here is actually Tittles. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tittles! Um, and it had a segment on, on Good Morning America... Uh, it's just, it's BuzzFeed Unsolved did a thing on it, which I guess makes sense because the BuzzFeed News thing. And the BuzzFeed News article was also written by, not an actual BuzzFeed, it was by a freelance, um, writer. Yep. Um, who we'll get into in a minute. But in 2017, HBO released a documentary, which was directed by Erin Lee Carr, and it is titled Mommy Dead and Dearest. It is hella good. Yeah, it's a very good documentary. If you don't believe me, though, it's got a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it really? It's it fantastic. Really it really covers it's everything. So and good. it's like, it's like non-biased, sort of. Yeah. Like, it doesn't it really is. throw blame on anyone. It just tells you the tough. facts. It's tough to be biased in a case, but in a case like this one, like, you need the non-biased yeah. rendition to truly formulate your own opinion. Yep. Um. So, Lifetime also released a movie this past January titled Love You to Death. And that was inspired by the events, albeit not directly about the events of Gypsy's abuse at the hands of her mother and her mother's subsequent murder. Um, And that movie has a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Couldn't find like a Rotten Tomatoes because it's like a Lifetime movie, though I'm sure. I feel like there was a blog out there somewhere that ranked all of the Lifetime movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that exists. So it, it might be on there. I'm not sure. I really need to find that again because it was really fucking funny. Um, but it also stars one of my faves, activist and Oscar winner, Marsha Gay Harden, um, who I love and she does tons of great work for End the Backlog and for like mental, mental illness and Alzheimer's. Like she's the most kind and charitable woman. 
Mm. And she's also, she was on Code Black, which is a really good show that starred an acquaintance of mine. Um, I, I, can we take this out? Cause I feel like I'm name dropping. Um, but yeah, she's a really cool, she's a really cool lady. Um, nice. And I lost my place. Hang on. <laughs> was I, there I a was book busy. written about the case? Not that I could find. Huh. Like there were articles written, but so yeah. far there hasn't been like a full on, like I want Kim Blanchard to write a book. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Um, like whenever I looked into it, they talked about that book sickened. Yeah. But that's, that's pretty much, that's pretty much all I could find. It was that's mostly, just a different account of Munchausen by proxy. Yeah. But, it was um, mostly I feel like, like, I feel like, like when um, stone covered it, um, a lot of like local articles like it it, it it was never really on like anything like marie claire talked about it bustle talked about it the cut talked about it abc people like, yeah it was covered by every like, like news outlet yeah all like the news outlets but but no i feel real, like gypsy like, i feel like gypsy will probably get a book deal when she gets out of uh when she oh, gets out 100 percent. which yeah i mean low-key like i do hope she gets out sooner yeah like un maybe unpopular maybe popular opinion but i feel like that girl like yeah she deserves some kind of like punishment like i think that i don't condone murder i don't condone people i don't condone um <laughs> i don't condone people i'm medea now um and they say medea's dead bitch no um she i think that she really was cut a bad deal and yeah and she went through n- enough abuse that. yeah i was gonna say as a victim of abuse like she's it's like time served yeah yeah pretty much in my opinion but anyway back to the effervescent queen marcia Gehardin. um she plays the character camille stoller and her character is based on Dee, Dee blanchard and she's brilliant and i love her so much and also tate donovan plays rod blanchard's like pseudo character which i also kind of love because like if anybody is daddy it's tate donovan nobody's daddy daddy is disgusting Ew. but if it had to be one i can't it's believe tate you donovan. just said it watch love potion number nine and then watch all of the joshua episodes of friends and tell me i'm wrong he's gorgeous even now right. he was also on like the oc um but super cute dude um and that brings us to a little new series on hulu called the act very very Um, recent last wednesday very recent yes last wednesday to many of you who are listening to this the first two episodes were released march 20th um and it was actually like the creator the writer producer whatever you want to call her was or is michelle dean who is the freelance journalist who wrote that buzzfeed article ah very interesting so and she did such an in-depth like look into the case and all that other stuff like i watched interviews with the cast too because for those who don't know joey king plays gypsy rose blanchard patricia arquette plays dd blanchard caleb worthy who anybody who watched disney in the past couple of years or watched children who watched disney he was on austin and Allie with ross buckler aka jeffrey dahmer um and it's got ross lynch that's what I meant. Not yes. Ross Butler. Ross Butler was on 13 Reasons Why and for a little bit on Riverdale, but he thought 13 Reasons Why was going to be the moneymaker and ha <laughs> no. But um, I know too much. But um, and I don't say that as like a not hum- as a, like a conceited way. I started to say not humble, but then I remember the word. I just I, I need to like I've got like a Rolodex of useless knowledge in my head. But um, and most of it's on this case. 
But, um, so they're all in it. Um, it's Anna Sophia Robb, um, who everybody knows from because of Winn-Dixie. But if you don't know because of Winn-Dixie, uh-huh. she was in the Carrie Diaries. Um, she plays the pseudo Aaliyah character and yeah. her mom, who plays the pseudo like Kim character, like her mom does what David Blanchard did, where she climbs into the window yeah. in the very, very beginning. Um, they play, like, the across-the-street neighbors, and that's played by Chloe Sevigny. Sevigny. I can never pronounce her name. I've been on... She's Sevigny? been on my radar since Big Love. Maybe? I don't know. She's been on my radar since Big Love, and I can't remember her name for the that's life of right. me. I also... She's been on my radar because she also grew up in Connecticut, so, like, we find each other. Um, she hasn't found me yet, but that's okay. I'm waiting, and I'm patient. But, um... So, Yeah. Joey King, a.k.a. Ramona Quimby, or that fucking, what is that, that Kissing Booth movie that just got a sequel, she knocks it out of the park as Gypsy. Yeah, she's really good. Um, Like, down to the voice. And that was what she said in one of the interviews, was like, all throughout the audition, she didn't do the voice, she didn't do the voice, and she like, knew yeah. the case, but then she did like, a deep dive during the audition process. Uh-huh. And on set, like, first day on set, she was like, guys, I feel like we should do the voice, because that's like really being true to the character and they were like wait you can do it oh fucking do that then yeah and, like if you play it side by side she sounds just like her yeah it's, it's really nuts. good it's, it's really and good i think patricia arquette's like doing a pretty good job as Dee, Dee but yes. i think they should have hired somebody who was uh more similar to Dee. Dee. yeah yeah because i agree with you there i don't know there's definitely actresses of uh like plus size actresses that I would have loved done. honestly to see um what's her name Christy what's her name from big from um this is us um, yeah. I started to say big love because I'm thinking about but because she played a very similar like a former beauty queen character in Dumplin um, yeah I'm I'm gonna look up her name because I should know her name um because I love to like you talk about therapy this is us is my therapy um Christy Metz yeah, Chrissy Metz Chrissy Metz yeah. She would I love been her, good and I too. think she would have been, because she knows that whole manipulative side, like, yeah. she's shown that she can play it, and I think that would be great. Also, like, her whole backstory, look into her, guys, like, she deserves all of the work. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. anyway, Patricia Arquette is still doing amazing. She's still, like, yeah, she is still doing, like, a good job. Like, I was just honestly, could have been people who did better. I was honestly a little pissed off, because I thought that I was going to have something to binge, and yeah. it was only two episodes and i was, I was like very what confused. is this bullshit and they're gonna continue i'm assuming they're gonna release two a week but no it's now, every it just says every wednesday know. new episodes every wednesday fuck off i like, know hulu i didn't buy you for 99 cents a month for a year for this and if anybody missed out on that like black friday that was deal, a black friday yeah. that, that was a black friday deal we both went in on yes um but so yes so anna sophia rob and Everybody, they all do a great job. Um, what I also really like is that the episode has a disclaimer. Like, every episode has a disclaimer that reads, quote, while this program is based on real events, some scenes and characters have been dramatized or fictionalized. I think that's good because yeah. it's true. Um, they didn't they just tr- slap they, uh, based on true events up there and just was like, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. You pick out what's and, real and, and, what's all, and Yeah, yeah, and like implying that all of this happened. Like how yeah. a bunch of characters have kind of been combined or like they take yep. like dramatic yeah, liberties. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
there's one thing that like is top of my list that I actually really only take issue with though, and that is that there in the series is a doctor who takes control and makes thorough attempts to track Gypsy's medical yes, background. I was watching that and I was like, this is bullshit, but I understand it's yes. drama it's dramatized yes. and yeah. And that's where they bring in the welfare check, but like that didn't happen in real life. And it's really sad because if it has, this entire thing could have been avoided. Her yeah, the exactly. series wouldn't exist. Her story wouldn't be like known. It, like her entire life could have been changed. Yeah. Um. Like that again. That one doctor did nothing about it. He documented the possibility of Munchausen by proxy, but did nothing about it. Yep. Um. And another thing that I kind of take issue with is that the series both kind of made like Dee Dee sucked. Yeah. You don't need to like make Dee Dee suck. Like it, it like. And a lot of these, like, I wrote down here at one point. Where did I write that? I wrote something about, um, like, that one popular thing that everybody says. Like, the truth is stranger than fiction. And, yeah. like, in this case, like, you literally don't need to make shit up. Like, this is already fucking captivating. This yeah, was exactly. one of the things that, like, this, this article, for those who don't know, is literally what put BuzzFeed on the map for, like, a news outlet. Yeah. This was, like, the first big one that everybody was like, oh, shit, BuzzFeed. Um, but... So it's something that I kind of take issue with. It's that Jeps- Gypsy seems more aware of her mom's lies than I think she actually well, was. Well, it's also like a TV show. They kind of got to like yeah. speed this shit along. Well, that's what I know. But I feel like it, it could be detrimental to like, for example, her campaign to get out early. That's true. That all these people are like watching it or that a potential jury member is watching this and being like, hmm, like she seems to know more. Like we can dis- suspend our disbelief. Not everybody else can. That's true. Um, And... Like, for example, one thing that I didn't enjoy was the shoplifting. Um, yeah, no, and I'm not she a fan references of that. her mom's her mom has shoplifted in the past, that her mom is like like basically like not a hardened criminal, but like a petty thief and yeah. offers to help her while they shop at a mall kiosk, like offers to help her steal. Yep. Like that whole thing kind of didn't sit right with me. Um, I also didn't like how it's already kind of moving at a fast pace. Like, yes, this takes place over the course of seven years, but like one minute in like two episodes gypsy is very childlike and watching disney movies and talking about her princess dresses and googling pictures of best friends in the hopes that she might find one in anna sophia rob her neighbor yeah. but like the next she's literally going straight for like let's like sneak out in the middle of bedtime and watch makeup tutorials and also they did not they did not go the route of her tooth decay being as a result of malnutrition and mistreatment, but rather yeah, that her she figures out that she can eat sugar and goes yeah. fucking to town on a bottle of Coca-Cola and vanilla frosting, which isn't even the good frosting. Like, if you have to get vanilla, get the Funfetti. But, like, do yourself a solid. If you're going to rot your teeth out, get chocolate. Um, but, and also she was she was much younger when she started losing her teeth. Quote-unquote losing. But um, Yeah, but, all like, like... The dramatization says, like, the beginning. It's based on true events. Like, things needed to be changed. Yeah. It is still a TV show, and... Yes, they still need to, like, get ratings. They still need ratings. Um, I still think it's pretty good. I do fully believe... Yeah, I still fully believe that it was a great... That it is a great show. That Gypsy was a victim. The story is compelling. The series is great. Again, I'm a little concerned that it might make her seem more complicit than she actually was and therefore hurt her chances of getting out because i really do want to yeah. see this girl get out and make something of her life like i can see her becoming like a like former fall from grace like rise to the top like monica Lewinsky type mm-hmm. um like i really i really can 
see that future for her. And I hope she gets it because she could be an amazing advocate. She could be like so many girls. They may not and boys, but they may not and and in betweens. They may not like have experienced the full effects of Munchausen by proxy, but like they very well could understand like Munchausen by proxy, as I said, in my opinion, is abuse. Yeah. And there are plenty of kids out there and adults that can understand where she came from and understand her story and be like, hey, like, I was abused too. Yeah. And I think that that's super important. Um, I, I, again, like, I've got no issues other than that. Um, The other thing with stealing, there's no record of Dee Dee taking somebody's prescription pad. That didn't happen. All those meds she yeah. got through her own honest fraud. Okay, she did no yeah. stealing. Um, hard days, hard days work of fraud. That's it. But like, like I've said before, like I'll say again now, truth is stranger than fiction. I understand why they embellished. Um, and like, not only does this apply to the story, but it, it, it just it applies. Like, it makes sense. I understand why they do it. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's a great series. It does a relatively like okay job of re- representing Munchausen by proxy. Again, like obviously, it's an extreme case. Don't look at this as the pinnacle of Munchausen by proxy. Like this isn't. It's not. It's yeah. it's nothing. It's it, I shouldn't say it's nothing like this. This is probably in what I've seen in media. It's probably one of the closest interpretations that's correct. There are still some things that are a little bit wrong. Um, like it appears that the medications that Dee Dee is using, it's not just for her daughter, but it's also for her. Yeah. And like that's not that's not a thing. They don't they don't that's not how people with Munchausen. Yeah, we can operate. we can do like a full review once like the rest of the episodes are out. I'm but, just I'm just doing a, a quick PSA, like a quick warning yeah. before people are like, oh my God, this is like insane. It's not all like that. It's, yeah, it's I like it. Like I that. like it so far, though. I think it's really good. I like it so far. I'm looking to. I'm looking forward to seeing more. Again, don't understand why they would put me through the whole like once a week thing. Like if I wanted that, I'd just yeah. pay, I'd, I'd pay for cable. Yeah, right. But I. But <laughs> no, I. Won't. I hope other shows but, um, are not going to follow. Yeah, in I that hope form. nobody follows suit. But I think that this this series in particular it reminds me a lot of Bates Motel with the whole like okay parent child themes yeah with the whole like codependence and everything and i think it could be like it could really not that hulu isn't already on the map but i think this one could really put hulu on the map yeah and it could be like the next Bates motel for those who really loved that show but yeah that's phew that's <sighs> gypsy rose finally take a breath. blanchard i know jesus christ two hours in <laughs> excuse me it's all right it's, it's a big case there's a lot of information and i can't believe it's just being made into a series now I it seems like butter it seems like it should have been dramatized a long time ago. like a long yeah. time ago yeah but again this case has only been like existent for four years i know it's still crazy so like it feels like stuff. it's so much older yeah we've got a lot of stuff out there for four years yeah like it's 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 impressive but yeah i i agree and yeah check it out man if you haven't check out the act if you haven't uh definitely check out mommy dead and dearest if you haven't yes Uh, before before the act was even on my radar i've been talking to Haley about wanting to do this case um pretty much i like i've wanted to do it since we started the podcast but i've been talking to Haley about it for the past couple of months when she accidentally put it on that she wanted to do it and i was like mm, no yeah i was just picking um, cases and then i was like oh nope that's not mine i was like not to be a diva but 
leave it the fuck alone. It's all right. Um, we, all, we all got our case. We all got our case. It, it'd be like if I tried to go Bundy and you would be like, mm, no. Like, no. Um, that needs to be me. Like, uh, bitch, sit the fuck. But no, it, it's... It's truly a fascinating case. It's truly, yeah. it's one it's, of those it ones gets where crazier. there's no black and white. Yeah. It's just a gray area, a whole mass of gray. And I truly, I love it. It hits home in some ways. I just, I really think that everybody should check it out. It's it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, do your own research into the, it. The series it just, and it's nuts. The, it's, it's a mind fuck. It really is. Like, yeah. it's amazing how much you can learn it's amazing how much they got away or she got away with dd got away with because again i want to say like it wasn't like it wasn't like they were partners in crime here this isn't what is that movie again heartbreakers it was it wasn't yeah. a sigourney weaver jennifer love hewitt situation where like they both were like hmm, let's get a house like there was one quote that they also use in the series where um D- we're gypsy i'll do my best gypsy voice even though people don't like when i do voices but i'm gonna do it anyway because i love this case um one day my mother gave me this little glass house and someday she told me this will be yours and now it is and that's literally like all you need to know yeah that's my tldr <laughs> like that's it that's it for those who like like to skip ahead because of all the talking if all of that talking bothered you that one snippet is all you need yeah i wish we could have like trailers for every podcast because that would just be my one trailer just that one quote in yes. that one voice and then everybody will skip it because it'll be like <laughs> fuck that voice but yeah anyway, that's it yeah that's hey, anyway two hours later that's the case the i i feel like i say this about a lot of cases but the fucking dumpster fire of a case yeah it's nuts Ugh. um now i'm, I'm kind of sad it's over it's all right not the case i mean the there's case so, too but there's like, so much more you can go on yeah. to the website sign that fucking petition also because like yeah i'll yeah, post it sign on the that website petition. yeah sign that petition get her out yeah it's like, it's not even that many more signatures it's like two thousand more signatures which is nuts that's not a lot that's not a lot that's probably about like however many people listen to us in a year that's not a lot like we can we can get it do it do it up live it up uh, so that'll be on the life. website, and then yes, it will. Um, there's the Instagram and the Twitter and yeah, the Facebook. Yeah, can you take this? I can't feel my voice. I know that you shouldn't be able to feel your voice, but like, you know it's what right. I mean. I uh, have hay fever. You know, it'd be really cool if you rate and review and subscribe on iTunes, and also you should review on Facebook. Not to not to hold you medically hostage or anything, but if you don't do it, I will give you my hay fever. I know it's not contagious. I'll find a way. It'll be like fucking anthrax. I'll send it to you in the mail. I'll find a way. You don't want to risk that, so I think you I should... I don't want to risk giving other people hay fever. <laughs> no. I'm talking to the <laughs> listeners now. That's true. Uh, That's true. So Elliot, can you, you should... check that out? <laughs> <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, before we take up any more time... We will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. We should we should figure out how to harmonize.